Okay, well, welcome once again to WNZN Radio, coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Um, and uh, gratefully, as we meet today, the masks are coming off in Ohio. Yeah, wow. And it seems like we're coming out of this COVID. So we thank <clears throat> everyone that's tuned in this morning. Um, mm-hmm. I'm here with my good friend, David Abood. And Great to be here, John. And his son, my friend Tristan Abood, <laughs> home from college. Good to yeah. be back, Mr. Murphy. Good to be back. Yeah. A year wiser than you left uh, yes, last sir. September. Okay. All yeah, right. We hope, we hope so. So, you know, yeah. we've had some interesting guests on, David. I got some yeah. good response from Mike, who's doing work with refugees in Morocco, and now he's going to be working in Greece. So I heard several people comment on that, which was interesting. Oh, and we terrific. look to have some special guests in the coming yeah. weeks. But today I wanted to talk, and we'll mm-hmm. discuss. What's known as the Roman Road in, right. the, in the book of Romans. You know, yeah. you got the four Gospels, then you have Acts of the Apostles, then you have Romans, this mm-hmm. letter to the Romans. But this Romans Road is called the Romans Road because it's a way to lead somebody to salvation yeah. from a lost condition to a saved condition. And once you have this in your mind, uh, you don't have to stumble and how can I lead somebody to Christ? You know, you can step by step follow the Roman road. You know, like remember the Wizard of Oz, follow, yeah. follow the yellow brick road. Follow the, well, this is the Roman road. But I, yeah. I know you've been to Italy, David. I've yes. been to Italy. Let me read you something about the natural Roman road system. It says here, the Roman road system, outstanding transportation network of the ancient Mediterranean world, extended from Great Britain to the Tigris Euphrates River, uh, over the Danube River to Spain and Northern Africa. In all, the Romans built 50,000 miles hmm. of hard-surfaced highway. Wow. 50,000 miles. This was 2,000. You walked on those roads. I yeah. walked on those roads. The, the, the interesting thing is, I think I brought that up to you. When Marilyn and I went, they were actually doing uh, construction on one of the brick roads, and the Colosseum was right across from us. Mm-hmm. And they were down about six, seven feet. And I told you, every layer was bricked and i just started i couldn't believe it i mean and Marilyn's like hey the calcium's right there right. i'm like this is more interesting yeah but, but yeah but the road system unbelievable yeah. so it's a nice segue to go into the book of romans and use the roman road right to lead uh, people to a relationship with jesus christ and of mm-hmm. course romans we start the first thing where it establishes the condition of man right and when we look at romans chapter three we're going to look at it and then we're going to back up a little bit but if you look at romans chapter 3 verse 10 maybe tristan you could read that for us it says in romans chapter 3 as it is written no one is righteous not one no one understands no one seeks for god Um, all have turned aside together they have become worthless no one does good not even one okay what he's doing here is drawn from the old testament of showing our spiritual condition right before i mean if you keep reading that, even with verse 13 down to 18, Tristan, if you would. Yeah, their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood, and their paths are ruin and misery. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear for, of God before their eyes. You notice know, that from head yeah. to foot, wow. man mm. is a sinner. Man. You see, from head right. to foot. And that's why, you know, some people say, well, I'm not so bad or I'm not as bad as the other guy. <laughs> well, in God's eyes, from head yeah. to toe, uh, we are in bad shape. You right. know, and that, that, then the psalmist will simply say, uh, basically he'll say in verse 23, uh, 
for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You see that, that mm-hmm. idea, all. Mm-hmm. There's nobody can say everybody but me or everybody but that group. So if you back up what Paul does here, it's almost, yeah. they, some consider this the greatest legal document ever written. Yeah. And it's concise and it just presents the condition of man. They actually said it was one of his greatest books. Yes. Right. Is it because of the path to salvation? The it's many reasons, yeah. David. It's a good question. Yeah. But what he does here is he establishes man's condition, man's right. problem. Yeah. And then he moves it to the point where it's like the gavel comes down by the judge, guilty, mm-hmm. guilty, yeah. guilty. Nobody can say, but, but, no, guilty. Mm-hmm. But then he offers us a solution to our guiltiness, and we'll mm-hmm. go into that. But who's guilty? Well, he first starts with non-Jewish Gentile pagans. Mm-hmm. And if you look in Romans chapter 1, we're going to stay in the book of Romans. Yep. But if you look at Romans chapter 1, and verse 20, look at Romans chapter 1, verse 20. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. So he's what's he saying there? He's saying a lot right in that one verse. Right. Well, his invisible attributes. Now, Mr. Martha, you 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 love to talk about the three-dimensional comparison, the two-dimensional, right? Like we mm-hmm. talk about the most important things in our life, like gravity, mm-hmm. right? Like that's something that draws us down. How do you know it's there? You can you can you, even you, though you don't see it, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, we're we're talking about invisible attributes. Then he specifies which ones: eternal power and divine nature. Um, and then he claims that these. And I like how he contrasts this here. Uh, he says they've been clearly perceived, even though he started off these by saying they're invisible attributes. Right. Because the, this, yeah. this, this shows the audience that there's something that's, there is some, something in people that are able to perceive these things. Ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made, so that's they key. are without excuse. This, this is very strong support for like what a conscious is inside of a person. You We're going to see conscious in a minute yep. in the next chapter. That's good, Tristan. That's a good point, Tristan. Yeah. But he's saying here, just by looking at creation... You should know there's a creator. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what that that's what Abraham Lincoln said. He right. said, "Everything I see teaches me to believe in a God I don't see." Right. Right. And he's saying here that nobody has an excuse and say, "Well, I didn't know about God. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear about mm-hmm. God," just by looking at creation. Yeah. Right. Now that's a whole separate topic. But if we were to walk through the Cleveland Art Museum, right, which is considered one of the best in America, yeah, and you'd see the art and from the York, 15th right. century, famous statues, mm-hmm. jewelry, and and if you said, I don't believe in an artist, I don't believe an artist did that, yeah. because I never, I didn't see him do it, and I don't see an artist, you think mm-hmm. you're crazy. Yeah. Because everywhere you look, you see this incredibly designed mm-hmm. painting right. or statue. Right. Well, every day we're walking in an art museum. <laughs> every day we're walking in an we, art museum. We sure are. The trees, yeah. the squirrels, the lake, our bodies. Our, right. Uh, but <laughs> we don't think about it. Nah. You know, but he's saying here... If we don't glorify God, verse 21, because although they knew God, they did not glorify God. Uh, They were unthankful, and they became futile in their Mm -hmm. thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. So he says, man, once man doesn't believe in God, he's going to get more and more spiritually darkened. Mm -hmm. So there is what we call general revelation. God's revealed himself Mm -hmm. in everyday creation. Then he's going to move what you just said, Tristan, when he talks about people with a just uh, inner conscience. And we, right. If you read chapter 2 and read verse 14 through 16. Chapter 2, verse 14 through 16. It says, For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do what the law requires, they are a law to themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show their... 
They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts while their conscience also bears witness and their um, contradicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them. On that day when, according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. Do you see that? Yeah. Now he's saying we have this inner conscience. Mm -hmm. We have the outer creation. Now we have inner conscience. Right. And mm -hmm. we intrinsically know, even mm -hmm. if you're not a Christian, it's wrong to throw puppies out of a window. Right. It's bad to torture little children. Yeah. It's, I, it's wrong for me to take my other my neighbor's property, go walk mm. in his garage and take his uh, right. lawnmower or something. It's, you just right. know there's a conscience. Yes. So that tells us, mm -hmm. that, that, that right. condemns us, if you will. Then when you move to chapter 3, yeah. he talks about the Jewish people who had the law. Mm -hmm. See, that's why he'll say in chapter 3, verse 1, what advantage then has the law, uh, has the Jew? Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, cheaply because to them God committed the oracles or the mysteries of God. Mm. For what if some did not believe? So now he's saying um, that they have the law, but they are still guilty because yeah. mm. they don't keep the law. <clears throat> Therefore, when you come to chapter 3, um, verse 10, yeah. it says there's none righteous. No, yeah. not one. Do you see that? The gavel comes down. It's like a court. Yeah. Boom, boom, right. boom. Yep. Guilty, guilty. Guilty. I really like the way he structures this argument because he, first of all, he talks about like, okay, like there is a law and it's written on people's hearts. Then he explains like, all right, if you, if you are a person who doesn't have the law and you're a Gentile, right? that's what the Gentiles in the Old Testament were. They had no law. They had no covenant with God. Yet they themselves, Paul first establishes that there is a clear undertone for the presence of the law because these people who haven't even seen it tend to abide by it because it's written on their hearts, right? Then he builds into the idea of, okay, so then Jews... Like, what is the value of circumcision? What is the value of the covenant, right? And then he starts to build into the idea of, okay, these people were also unfaithful. And then he shows that whether you have the law and you know what the law is, or whether you don't have the law, it's unfollowable. It's a really strong, oh, yeah. strong way to start. Yeah. It's yeah. a good way to start. When, yeah, right. when a religious man, probably a moral man, comes to Jesus mm -hmm. in John chapter 3 named Nicodemus, he was a teacher of Israel. Oh, I love that. He knew. What's the first thing Jesus says to him? You must be born again. Yeah. Right. His yeah. morality, right. his righteousness, that it's you're still a right. sinner. Right. Yeah. This is the this is the thing. If we go to the airport, let's say we're gonna mm -hmm. catch a flight to Los Angeles, okay? Uh -huh. Okay. And and Tristan, you park the car, you get in there and you miss the flight by five minutes. Right. David, you get in a traffic jam on the way, you miss the flight by fifty minutes. I forget when the flight was leaving. By the time I get to the airport, <laughs> I miss it by five hours. Right. How many of us miss the flight? We all miss the flight. Okay. Yeah. We're all cut short. Right. right. You see what I'm yeah. saying? That's right. really funny. Yeah. It, it's just what it is. Yeah. Right. Therefore, you know, on a spectrum, yeah. nobody is holy before no. God. That's our man. problem. Mm. What a good you know, you might have right. Hitler on this. You might have like a really Billy Graham or somebody way on this other end of the spectrum. Yeah. But all have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. Yeah. Fantastic. That's what it says in Romans three twenty three. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yep. And then after that he estab he establishes in Romans six twenty. Well we'll get yeah. yeah. But I want to establish this yeah. idea that we're separated from God. Yeah. As a matter of fact, in Ephesians chapter two, if you that. see that, Tristan, and just read I want to establish how lost we really are. Oh yeah, okay. Ephesians chapter two, verses one and two. 
It says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins, in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, that's Satan, and the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. I like that. It, it kind of clarifies that mm-hmm. everybody has done this, and then it clarifies that there's like different princes and powers. Right. Are, so right, right here in this one verse, <laughs> mm-hmm. he starts out by saying what? We are dead. Dead. dead in yeah. trespass. Number two, it says we're under the control of the uh, demonic. Prince of the power of the year, the, right Think now. of a puppet master with strings. Mm-hmm. We're under the... Mm-hmm. People might think, well, the, the devil's not controlling me. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know Christ, it says clearly... Yeah. The, that the gospel light is hid to them whom the God of this age has blinded. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Second Corinthians right. chapter four, verse four, mm-hmm. and then it says our own flesh, yeah. our sinful desires. Mm-hmm. So you see, the flesh, the yeah. world, the world is in yeah. a fallen condition. Right. The world is not pro God. Would yeah. you believe that? If you look at movies, you look <laughs> at advertising. Right. You yeah. look at it's not. Pro- <laughs> sure. But then yeah, you have right. that unseen demonic. So we are. In rough shape. I'm just Oh, saying. I like your use of the word unseen, too, by the way. Because isn't that what it said earlier, right? right? Like, yeah. it, the, the law is unseen, and right. so, too, yeah. are the, the good and the bad. Yeah, right. Right. So, yeah. it established this. A lot of people think, oh, to be a Christian, i, I got to quit uh, being a drinking or get rid of pornography. Don't do this uh-huh. and don't do that. And don't. Well, yeah, we shouldn't be doing those things, but that's not the root problem. Right. We do those things because it's the bitter fruit. Right. of a broken root system. Mm-hmm. We don't have a relationship with God. Right. So if you go after those things, you know, right. it doesn't help a person. They know they're a sinner, but they, they're disconnected from God. Right. That's the thing. So, so if you just point out a person's sin, well, you, you, you smoke marijuana, you're well, into pornography, it, you like, cheat. Yeah. That's not the yeah. issue. And that's why we always say in missions, do not clean a fish before you catch it. Yeah. It, Don't oh, focus on the person's scene. sins. Right. And you yeah. see this with Paul. He doesn't yeah. focus on their sins. Mm. But after they come to Christ and they have the power of the Holy Spirit and mm. the Word of God, then you start saying, mm. put off the old man, yeah. gossip mm. and slander and lust and all mm. that. But don't try to clean a fish before you catch it. Fair. Yeah. You know, fair, Jesus fair. says, I'll make you fishers yeah. of men. Fair, David. Fair. Well, I, I think the biggest thing, too, that Paul's trying to uh, get them to see is the human problem and the fact that, as you said, Nobody is without sin. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of this stuff deals with what's pleasing to us personally versus what's pleasing to God. I think what, on my walk, that's been the biggest differentiator uh, to your point. Yeah, you know, I wasn't connected to the Lord eight years ago uh, in the way that I am now. Right. But I, my, my mindset was totally different. I was focused on, oh, yeah, you know, that, that feels great or, you know, th- this is pleasing to me. I'm going to focus on that verse now. It's a complete pivot right. in the right direction where I think through now, am I doing this for the right reasons or what's behind my decision process? And I think really the power of God is the only way that we can become a new man uh, in our walk with Christ. Right. And, and that changes our brain. Right. And it's that simple. I mean, that's the take-home message that we'll see as we go through this. Yeah. And then, yeah. then you pick up what you were talking about, David, in yeah. Romans 6.23. Yeah. So, Here's the problem. Right. We're separated from God. We established right. that. Right. Now let's move towards solution right. or remedy. So, Tristan, you can read that. Um, Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. There you have it. There it is. He has established that we're separated from God, and now he's saying not only are we separated from God, but we accrue wages. It's like a criminal. Right. We all have a rap sheet. We have, you know, things we've done wrong. Everything is recorded. Right. That's why Jesus says, 
uh, every word we speak, every idle word, yeah. we must give an account. Mm -hmm. So we are accruing mm -hmm. debt, really, mm -hmm. wages. Mm -hmm. And one day we stand before God with all these sinful wages that have to be paid yeah. for. And that's problematic. Look at this. Yeah. It says yeah. wages, and then it contrasts it, too, with the word free. I like well, that. Oh, yeah. You've worked, in, right. you've worked for sin. That right. sin, it, which you worked and sweat for, has led you to death. But then a gift, a gift which required nothing uh -huh. and is and eternal life. And how much better is the outcome and how you, much easier is the... Yeah. So you bring wow. up a good point. You contrast parallel mm -hmm. death and life, right. but you also parallel wages and gift. Mm -hmm. right. So the, the, a lot of people mix this up. They yeah. think, i got to earn my way back to God. Right. That's not the way to do it. No. Because you know, earning is wages. Earning is wages. It, all <clears throat> which, leads works. To, which leads to that. Yeah. So it, stop it, trying to earn your way. The, 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 the parable is given. A guy was fishing yeah. on the Niagara River. And he's going down. Yeah. And he doesn't realize he's caught up in the current of the Niagara River. And he starts going. And he's headed towards the falls. Yeah. He's going to destroy himself. Yeah. And he's rowing as fast as he can. And people on shore are throwing him these ropes. These things. Right. And, there's, and he's rowing. And he's rowing. But he keeps going closer and closer. He won't be saved until he does what? Grabs the rope. Let's go of his own works and grabs out yep. to the rope of salvation. Yep. Then he can bring himself to shore. Right. When people try to just work on their own behalf to be righteous yeah. before God, you can't do it. Okay. Let go of the work. Yeah. Reach out for the set. That's a free gift. For yeah. God so loved the world that he gave mm. his only begotten son. He's yeah. thrown us the light. And Jesus even specifies. He's yeah. like, no one takes from my life for me, but I give it freely. Yeah, right. right. It's, yep, it's yeah. a free <laughs> gift. You know, yeah. It's the greatest gift. And so there you have in that one verse, wages, gift, contrasting, death, life, eternal life, and then, of course, me, my sin, and God, what he's done. The right. critical issue is there is yeah. Jesus is the broker. He's the go-between, a holy God and a okay. sinful man. There's no way a sinful man is going to be in right standing the, with a holy right. God. But, John, you think about us, you know, our sinner's response. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when things are going really well for you, it's very hard to get people's attention. Oh, yeah. That, that they're sinful and they're going to die. And, and it's over. Yeah. You know, there no there is no eternal life. And so uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I mean, how do we, it's important to think that through because a lot of people I know have come to the Lord just based on the fact of how low they were right. in a situation. And then they call out. But it's, you know, uh, that's one of the things that we have to do to be a born again is you have to call out. Actually, the, the, the thing I loved is when Jesus called out Lazarus. Right. You know, he was dead for four days, and it's kind of like the same thing we do. Right. You know, he's calling for us, but we have to call out to him mm -hmm. uh, to receive the light. But, uh, nope. but anyway, and I think that's the biggest challenge. Even though this is, an, is a great program, it's still challenging to get through to those people that seem to feel their life is great. And why well, do they even need this? Exactly. Yeah. If you, if you, for example, you're a lifeguard, Tristan, right? Yes, sir. If you, if you jump in the water and yeah. you swim out and you rest, try to rescue mm -hmm. somebody that doesn't think they're drowning, what are they going right. to do to you? Well, they're going to fight. They're going to fight you and say, there "What are you is. doing? Yeah, what are you that's doing?" A great right? Example. Right. Yeah. Because they don't think they have a need. Right. They don't think they're perishing. Right. right. But if you go out and swim out and you actually grab hold of somebody that is drowning, they grab you back. They grab you and they're extremely grateful when you bring them to shore. Right. So too, yeah. like you say, David, yeah, that's a great example. When that's a great somebody example. doesn't yeah. know they're lost, that's why you have to preach the bad news before you preach the good news. Yeah, mm. and and the other thing I think that's important. Okay. 
The other That's thing why I you think, read that Romans, you know, yeah, all have sinned. I like that. Fair. And the other thing is they have to see something in their eyes. Remember when we did that interview? Because that's another way to get them uh, to look. Uh, you remember when we did that interview with the gentleman who actually met that gal who had leprosy? Yeah, right. She had no hands and no feet. Right. And he said the extreme love and excitement and her emotional set was just incredible how happy she was, yeah. even in the midst of everything that happened to her. So, and, and that's hard when you're a Christian to actually feel that way all the time. I'm challenged with that all the time because I get distracted on what I'm doing during the day and what I'm trying to build and uh, raising a family and things. So that's the real challenge. And you know, how do you, how do you how do you deal well, with that? There's no getting around it. You bring up a good point. I think distraction is one of the biggest enemies yeah. to man. Yeah. coming to salvation right we are simply a distracted people right and that's why you can go through your whole life somebody's well said inside every 80 year old there's an eight-year-old that said hey what the heck just happened exactly that's how quick life goes sure does and if we're distracted yeah. i mean good distract you know job yeah. children college yeah retirement fund this that and all of a sudden you're looking at life like whoa what is it about mm -hmm. and that's why often people come to christ through a crisis yeah that, Often people come to Christ through a crisis. Right. Hmm. Not always. Some come on a bright sunny day, like my daughters. They, you know, yeah. they go to youth camp. Yeah. They hear the gospel. <laughs> well, that, Other that, of us, we came on a dark, stormy night. That's how I came. That's and how that, I. That's came. how you came. Yeah. Same yeah. With me. See right. what I'm saying? Right. So it's all different. Yeah. There's, there's, the same way. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's many ways mm -hmm. to the foot of the cross, mm -hmm. but there's only one way to God, mm -hmm. and that's through the cross. You know, but it, people come in all different. But you're right, David. If mm -hmm. we're so insulated from need, mm -hmm. necessity, comfort by luxury, everything else, we don't see a need for God. You know, I just had a visual because you were talking about uh, the lifeguards and going out to save somebody that isn't looking to be right, saved. Right. But once you actually have the light in you and you're a new believer, then what it's like is the lifeguard, you feel you can go into any deep yeah, water. Right, right, right. And you've got this lifeguard sitting on a surfing board just following you around. Right. And so I, I think that's the difference versus fighting the situation to realizing that's what it's all about. Right. You have that security in Christ you never had before, regardless of how deep the water is or how violent it can become. Yeah, that security. And, and so, yeah, and, and I think that was the impetus for me after watching you and what you've accomplished since you, you know, came uh, through w with being a born again and everything mm. you've accomplished. Well. So, Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Um, so that moves us right. from here's you know it's like going to a doctor and he's giving you a diagnostic. Here's yeah. the problem. Right. Here's the X-rays. Here's the blower. You're in bad shape. Mm -hmm. That's what they're yeah. saying right here. Oh yeah. But then it says here's here's the here's the advantages and here's mm -hmm. the disadvantages. The wages of sin is death. You want to keep on that road? Right. That's what the Bible says. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So there's the there's your solution. There's yeah, the remedy. Well, mm. So when you go to Romans chapter 5, mm -hmm. uh, what we find here is actually um, something uh, very interesting in the sense that that Jesus saved us. And look at, look at uh, verse 8, Romans chapter 5, verse 8. It says, But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. There it is. That's yeah. God's expression of love. Yeah. So that's why the Bible says, for God so loved the mm. world. doesn't right. say he loved. Mm -hmm. It says so loved. Mm. It magnifies it. Mm. It says in, in, um, mm -hmm. in um, Hebrews 
chapter 2, right. verse 3, how should we escape if we if so great a salvation? Yeah, not right. just a, a salvation, not just a great salvation, but so great. You understand? Right. Yeah. That's his greatness to us. And uh, it's irresistible. Mm. I mean, it's it's almost like I've used this experiment in villages where I get two magnets, and I and I show when you reverse the magnets, what happens? They push against each other. You get they push. You can't bring them. That's like a sinner resisting the love of God, mm. right? We we run That's from good. Him. Yeah. We we hide from mm-hmm. Him. But what happens when you turn that? Yeah. And get them close. What happens? There's extreme attraction. You can't hardly pull them apart. Right? Exactly. That's when the love of God attracts a sinner, yeah. and we're one with Christ. Right. The, the you know the the biggest uh, issue that I've heard, especially you think about the pandemic and when people are going through hard times. Right. You know they've lost a child with cancer. Uh, their mother died in a brutal you know car wreck or whatever it is. And they say, is there really a God? I don't believe it. How can children die of cancer? Right, right. And then, you know, the thing I go for, you know, and you taught me this, uh, is the fact you just look right at the cross. Right. And Jesus didn't just sit in the stadium, bleacher seats. He came into the field right. and took it for us. He took so the when hit. you say that he is never experienced this, where there isn't a God, keep in mind what he did. We're the ones that screwed things up you know, back in Genesis. Right. And so he had to come in to fix it. And he took one of the most brutal deaths ever, ever. for that. So it doesn't mean, and, and I think that's the confusing part. I was confused right. when I first became a believer. Th- then why is the world so messed up? Because the enemy is still here. Right. And that's why Jesus said when he was lifted up, you know, Father be with them. You know, because he knew we were going to be still getting attacked left and right, even though you're a believer. So then the question that I had while we were going through this is, can you lose your salvation mm. because you give in to the enemy? Mm-hmm. And so, but I don't want to distract us now, but right. I'd like to touch that on could that be a good before topic. we close. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, these are all good comments. I think the big thing now here, mm-hmm. we, we've transitioned. Right. We've moved from a state of lostness, separation. Yeah. To a state of we've we've been mm-hmm. we've been to the courtroom and our sins have now been judged. They're, they're see, clear. They're yeah. put on Christ. Right. That's why the Bible will say in Second Corinthians mm-hmm. five, He who knew no sin yeah. became for sin right. for us that yeah. we might become right. the righteousness of God. Right. Think of it like this: Let's say the COVID was a hundred times worse. God mm-hmm. forbid. Yeah. And people were actually dying. You get it? You die. Okay. Yeah. There's no cure to this thing. But what if a person came in and was perfectly helped? strong immune system and he took the disease deliberately into himself and he produced antibodies that whoever took those antibodies was healed right and he was a healthy person he wasn't like all the rest of us that were infected that's what jesus he came he didn't commit sin but he took sin my sin your sin Mm. that we might become the right it's called in theology it's called the great exchange we gave Jesus our sin, our guilt, our bad example, our wasted time, our wasted years, harming the human body he mm. gave us. And he gives us forgiveness, the right. Holy Spirit, peace, right. illuminates the word of God, right. allows us to pray and see answers to prayer. Do you think that's a pretty good exchange? That's right. Wow. <laughs> that's Are good. You yeah. Yeah. yeah, you could write on the whiteboard. We could keep on going. You know, Fre- I, friends, fellowship. Yeah, I, I think the hard part is expressing that to people that don't think they need it because their life is so good. They don't realize how much stronger they're going to be. How do you do that? When you see that you know somebody's got a business that's just going through the roof or they you know inherited all this money, whatever it is, 
how do you get them to see well, that there's yeah, another it, side of the fence? It's got to be the Holy Spirit, David, yeah. because Jesus had that problem with the rich young ruler. Right. I know if you notice Jesus, the one gospel says Jesus looked at him and loved him. It says he looked at he well, he could have been an apostle perhaps or at least a yeah. disciple, mm -hmm. but he says I can't. We don't even know his name. Mm -hmm. All we know he was what rich, right. young. Yeah, he, those are the three attributes in a GQ magazine today: rich, young, powerful, yeah. and maybe tanned. Right. Okay. Yeah. Those are the. Am I right? Yeah. That's that's the yeah. ultimate thing. Yeah, there it is. But why is it yeah. he walks away and he turns his back on Jesus? Yeah. But in the same chapter. Jesus encounters a blind beggar. They, he had nothing. He was just begging for a living. His but we Lazarus. know his Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus we know right. his name and his father's name. Right. Bartimaeus means you're the son of Timaeus. And he ends up getting what uh, healing, yeah. and he ends up following Jesus. Right. You, you know what I love about that example? <laughs> and I've used that where I always say, this is my Bartimaeus. Everybody was running from him. He smelled. Yeah. You know, nobody wanted to be around him. And that's where Christ went. Exactly. He, he bird-dozed, you know, he bird-nosed right towards him. And and I think, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, there's no way he's going to accept me because of everything I've right. done, man. Right. You know, between the drugs, you know, I, I used to beat people up all sure, the time. Sure. Oh, that, you know, but uh, but still, when you, when you look at that, then you realize the true love yeah, and the right. fact that this Roman's... Uh, outline of how to go about it is just fantastic yeah. and it's real it's simple too especially yeah it's very simple so we're walking yeah. along this road we've established yeah. that all of sin to come short of the glory right. of god then we look at the wages of sin mm -hmm. is death but the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord yeah. and then romans 5 1 yeah uh, verse 1 and 2 says what therefore since we have been justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ through him, we have also obtained access to faith into the grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So now we have peace with God. Before, we were actually enemies of God. You know, we, then, the boy, wrath of God was thought. upon us. Yeah. Right. But now, because of what Jesus, mm. now you see the Roman road, how it's walking us along, like on a dark, dreary road of destruction. And now we're moving into the light, and we're moving into this new relationship. Yeah. So we'll continue along. Roman road is a little bit long and short, depending yeah. on how you want to make it. So now we're moving along, and let's look, well, how do we appropriate this? And then look at Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, uh -huh. verse um, 9 and 10. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. There you go. That is, some people, this flies over their head because it seems too simple. Right. It's simple, but it's not simplistic. No. Mm. It's like on the day of Pentecost, people mm -hmm. heard the message sinners in need of a savior mm -hmm. three thousand came to christ mm. they weren't theologians they didn't know a lot but they knew in deep in their heart right. that they were sinners they wanted to turn yeah. from that old way of life right. and believe in that jesus took right. that punishment mm -hmm. now right now but do you see that and then once you do that you confess with your mouth yes right. you confess with your mouth yeah. that's why it's so important mm -hmm. when people come to christ is to confess christ Jesus says, if you'll confess me before yeah. men, I'll confess you before my Father and the holy angels. Because they, yeah. through, in heaven, you can look down through the portals of time and, and, and they can say, look, there, David, or you yeah. know, John or Tristan, you confessed me before men. You shared my, the gospel with other people. It's recorded. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it's your heart. That's where the big transaction takes place. Right. You know, I, I like John 5, uh, 2, John. Uh, <laughs> 
24 and 25, Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word uh, and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Very truly I tell you that time is coming and now has come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. There you go. Um, yeah. That idea of, of believing equals receiving equals yeah. committing. So um, think of this uh, illustration. Mm -hmm. You're a single guy, right? And then you go to a church, yeah. and then, then you go into that church, and you, 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 you stand next to a woman that you've been met, you've dated, you've been mm -hmm. engaged, and now you're committed. But through publicly saying to the, everybody in that church and mm -hmm. the, the pastor who's ever there that you're going to commit your life to that person, and that person's going to commit, and you become one mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Now, that whole transaction may have taken only 10 minutes. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it changes your life on this earth, hopefully, for the better. Right. And fruitfulness. You grow a business. You have children. You, mm -hmm. you see, but it, yeah. it, you, it's the same thing with salvation. There comes a point you dated Jesus. You learned about him. Yeah. You want to commit your life to him. And then you finally say, I want to do this. And then mm -hmm. baptism. And then you grow. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's the essential transaction. A lot of people think, no, I got to do this, I got to do that, I'm going to give up this, I'm going to give up, I got to become a better person. That's all good stuff, but that's not what this Bible is telling us. Mm -hmm. The Bible's saying, if you do this, you can have that new life in Christ. That's why the metaphor of the bride and groom is used so extensively. In the so scripture. again, when we start thinking about wages versus what your heart feels, mm. You know, the faith that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died for our sins, isn't that the paramount? I mean, that's really the holy grail in terms of following this path. That's the gospel, the yeah. essential gospel. We'll, we'll just leave Romans for a second. If yeah. you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, mm -hmm. uh, what is the essential? A lot of people just don't understand what the essential gospel is. Uh -huh. But notice what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Moreover, brothers, I'm in verse 1. I declare to you the gospel. So he's going to share this, which I preach to you, which I also received. In other words, he received it. Now he's sharing it with others. By which also you are saved, if you hold fast to that which I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. In other words, did you believe what I'm? Here's the gospel, for I delivered to you first of all, or first importance, that which I received, that Christ what died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, mm -hmm. and that he arose again on the third day, according to the scriptures. Mm, yeah. That is your gospel message. Mm. All other religions have a teacher, have a teaching system. Don't do this, do that, uh, don't eat that, mm -hmm. pray five times a day, mm -hmm. you do, 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 mm -hmm. do, do. This is transactional. Yeah. Something mm. happened that we enter into that transaction. After that, yeah, our behavior should change. Then we start doing whatever and right. not doing other things. But you see that? Yes. That's your essential. Okay, now back to Romans. Uh -huh. um, we see in chapter, we're in chapter 10, mm -hmm. verse 13, again, we'll say what? It says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. There you go. Everyone. The verse 12, the verse right before that. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. Okay, that kind of ties uh, back to what we talked about earlier. Uh, For the same Lord is Lord of all. And now we have another contrast here. Well, he likes to contrast. I yeah. like his contrast. Greek and Jew. 
That, so that was the Jewish people, but now Jew, Greek was Gentile, was essentially mm-hmm. non-Jewish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's saying the welcome mat is out to everybody now. Mm-hmm. See how he moved the thing from all right. of sin and come short. Yeah. Now yeah. he's moving this thing along yes. yeah. in, a, in a very good direction, if you yeah. will. And as a result of this, if you look at Romans chapter 8, um, verse 1, what does it say? There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. There you go. Now there is no condemnation. What was it earlier on? Romans chapter 3, verse 23. We were all condemned. Yep. Man, there's none righteous. There's no... Now none are condemned. Right. If they're in you, we've moved out of the courtroom. Do you remember the old Midas commercial, David? Yeah. Pay me now or yeah. what? Pay me later. Pay me later. Yeah. Okay. Get your muffler fixer. But that's in a sense. Mm-hmm. Pay me now. Mm-hmm. That's taken yeah. the effect of what yeah. Jesus did for us on the cross. Our wages mm-hmm. were on Him. Yeah. He paid it. Or pay me later. Yeah. When mm-hmm. we go into eternity and we stand in front of God with a bag full of our wages, our right. sin, you know, pay me now or pay me later. Yeah. So that's the tri- That's the <clears throat> whole issue. So once we move from the courtroom, we move into the living room. We don't have to keep revisiting our sins. Now we're in fellowship with God. He's no longer judge and we're, we're the, we're the uh, yeah. uh, uh, victim, so to speak. You know, we're being judged, the criminal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now where it's the father... And the son relationship. Right. You right. see? And yeah. that's why it's so important for people not to delay this. You know, mm-hmm. that's why the Bible says. Uh, yeah, and, and regardless of what you've done, regardless of what you've done again, you know, Paul wrote this in what, about 57 AD? Yeah, this is early. 60 AD, yeah. and he was in Corinth. Uh, that was a prominent Greek city, but it was a hotbed of sexual immortality oh, yeah. and idol Corinth worship. Terrible. So if he's writing it there and talking to them, there's hope for you, mm. you know, and, and that's the other thing people don't get. I can't tell you how many people that that I've talked to that don't believe they are allowed to come to the Lord because of what they've done and the way they've lived. Yeah, that's a problem. That that that's they're condemning themselves, right? And that's a problem. Yeah, because they're not good enough. What's the worst sin? The I mean, yeah. Paul was a bounty hunter. He was there when they stoned hmm. Stephen. Yeah. I mean, you know what that would yeah. look like when ah. you stone a man with big rocks? Hmm. He says, I, I was like a dog. He says, I was breathing yeah. out threats against the church. I was dragging men and women yeah. out of their houses, Christians, yeah. and yeah. casting them into prison. He was bad. Yeah. B-A-D, bad. Yeah. Look how God used them. Yeah. Look, look at how Moses. God, forgive them. Right? All of them. There's yeah. no... David, King David. God saves yeah. uh, to the uttermost. Mm-hmm. You see, there's nobody beyond the reach of God. The problem is when people wait too long yes. and then they die and then come at the judgment. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 20. So we live in a bright, sunny day, so to speak, the church age. The The welcome man is out every day. That's why the Bible says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Today is the day of salvation. Now, I figured this out. If you're 50 years old, you know how many days you went to sleep and woke up the next morning? 18,150 days, I think. 18,000. Mm-hmm. If you're 30, well, there's 365 days. Work mm-hmm. it out. It's yeah. almost 9,000, yeah. almost 10,000 days you went to sleep. Mm-hmm. You woke up a fresh day, and God's mercies are new every morning. And if mm-hmm. to reject it day in, day out, not for 100 mm-hmm. days, not for 1,000, 
but for 10,000, 20,000, mm. 30,000. Do you understand? Yeah. His, his welcome ad is and, out like that. And, and the other thing to remember, you know, I, I feel very blessed that Tristan is on this walk now and he's been on the walk right. previous to this with you because um, he has so much time now, God willing. But it, it's a young, it's a wonderful age to start. I wish oh, I started that yeah. versus when I did eight, seven, eight years ago, eight years ago. Uh, but there's so much time that that was lost. Don't wait. I remember at our church, the legacy team was up there. You saw that video, right? And basically, these elder gentlemen, you know, 65 plus, were basically saying they wish they wouldn't have waited right. this long to mentor people to give back uh, with their Christian faith. Don't wait. Yeah, no, don't no, wait. No. Do it now. There's no guarantee I'm even going to be around tomorrow. Nobody so don't that. wait on it till you're old and you think you have the time. The time's now. Yeah, now. Because yeah. you could be a, a, a man of influence. Right. What you're doing now is you're laying up treasure in heaven. Right. Not only that, people will thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Uh, each one of us, if you, mm -hmm. we stay close to the Lord and you lead that person mm -hmm. to Christ or help them on their yeah. way to Christ, they'll be eternally grateful to you yeah. because you invested in them. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So you're yeah. you're in the first quarter, yeah. okay? I'm in the probably fourth quarter, okay? I don't mind. I was just yeah. what it is. Yeah. I'm playing the back, you know, yeah. 18. Yeah. But I just keep going fresh every day. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. Once I came to Christ at age 27, for me, that's it. Game, you know, I'm ready to roll. Yeah, you, now, started, you started early like Tristan. But not that early, not, though. Not as early as Tristan, right? No. You're a few years. But where yeah. you're, another plus for you, Tristan, is investment. Yeah. You're getting invested, hmm. and you're handling the scriptures. And as you use the scriptures, you stay close to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, God will bring people. You're going to see, you've already mm -hmm. seen it. He'll bring people across your path that want to know, share the gospel. You give us mm -hmm. a teaching. Will you explain this? Boom, boom. Regardless of your career, mm -hmm. you could be in government, you could be an mm -hmm. entrepreneur in trade mm -hmm. and translator in the UN, but God's going to use it. God's right. going to use yeah. it. Yeah. Right. So. And, and the main thing is, you know, we, we were together when we saw this former executive of GE, mm -hmm. and I remember him telling us uh, his story. And the fact that he was focused on just continuing to ascend right. in the corporate world until he had a real shakeup. And then he realized, you know, he said to himself, you know, am I going to be, at the end of the day, am I going to be looking at my stock portfolio right, right. or am I going to be looking for my savior? And that, that time is so quick, as you said. Right, right. So quick. You, you really, it, it, I think that was my wake-up call. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. right, right. Now is the day. Mm -hmm. And we can lay up treasure in heaven right. now, you know. Right. So as we bring this to a close, what we're seeing in Romans now, I like the fact, started out with condemnation, yeah. guilty. Right. Then it will say this, and then it's very important, <laughs> staying in Romans chapter 8, yeah. verse 10, it says this, and if Christ is in you, mm -hmm. um, uh, your body is dead. In other words, we're dead to sin. Before that, he says, but you are not in the flesh, in other words, just fleshly desires, mm -hmm. but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of God, Christ is not his. That's your working definition of a Christian right there. Mm. You see, is the Holy Spirit in you or is he not in you? You see, are you born again, you know, with the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. or not? Are you still a natural man, a fallen man? Right. Then he says, if you are born again, you have the Holy Spirit, he says, verse 11, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give you life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Mm -hmm. And now, therefore, you're going to walk, verse 14, 
you're going to be led by the Spirit of God. You are the sons of God. You're going to be a mature believer. That, that's the crucial thing is to have that Holy Spirit. And John, <laughs> just for the listeners that don't understand what you said, um, how do you become in the Spirit? Right. Is it by saying the Lord's Prayer and believing in your heart of heart that Jesus is the Son of God and he died for our sins? Well, yeah, how do they do that? How do yeah, they? It's a good question. Essentially, the Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 12, to as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become a child of God. It's the recognition, David, that I'm lost yeah. and I'm in need of a Savior. And I want to turn. Think of yourself. and Think I'm walking away from God. I'm walking in darkness and my own self-will in that direction. And then in the military, we have this expression, an about face means you completely turn. Now you want to come to God, receive his forgiveness, and live a new life in Christ. Now that could be a short prayer. That could be a silent prayer in your own home. That could be a prayer at a church. Uh, there's no recipe or formula uh -huh. prayer. It's yeah. just the idea that I know I need a Savior. Right. And I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. I thank Him for dying on the cross for me. I want to live my life for Him. There's a transaction. Remember what mm -hmm. I said about the marriage? The wedding could be very small. It might not take a long time to do the wedding. But at that moment in time, what have you do, do, you've done? You've committed your person, yourself, to this other person forsaking all others mm -hmm. to live the rest of your life. So too, in the same way, when you commit, you turn your back on all the world, so to speak, sin and everything, right. and you you receive Christ and you commit your life to him within your heart. You yeah. realize how much he loves you. And then for the rest of your life, you want to go forward with him. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So just like a wedding may last 10 minutes or an hour, mm -hmm. but the commitment was the essential thing. And right. you leave that church a different person. Mm -hmm. right? You went in single, you will leave. So too, once you really genuinely come to Christ, anyone that I know that genuinely had an experience of Christ, be born again or um, con conversion, if you will, you want to, the, the, the word, they're important, but not, they're, they're cool. the key is that transaction. And a lot of people don't know that. That's why it says in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, chapter 5, it says, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. Is Christ in you? unless you fail the test. So there, he was writing that to churches. But he was, I think every now and again we should say this at our own church or whatever church you go to, to all the members. Are you just coming to church out of habit and you know, you're know you trying to live a good life and you're putting money in the basket? Or ha is Christ indeed in you? Right. Do you understand that? Right. That's why it'll say in First John, he that has the Son has mm -hmm. life. He that hath not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth upon that person. Mm -hmm. You're in or you're out. Mm. You're alive or you're dead. It's just binary. It's black and white. <laughs> it's yeah. just binary. Right. So thank you, uh, David. Thank yeah. you, Tristan, and Thanks, everybody Jack. that tuned Thanks, in. WNCN Radio. Uh, hopefully we'll be uh, actually in the station again in the near future. Now I that COVID so. is starting yeah. to lift. Yeah. And we're grateful for everybody that listened. Uh, 89.1 FM Radio. And uh, have a great week. It looks like the weather's going to hold up. And God bless every one of you for listening yeah. today. Have Thank a great you. weekend.